Yo, what is Once again, with the homie gaming forte, I am slow mo backslap, and we're here to have a great show, man. Uh, I hope you guys are uh, um, able to tune in, and um, hope you guys also have a great time as well. Shout out a couple people in the chat real quick. Shout out to that guy. You guys being here so early, so early, you know, before we got started. But yeah, um, didn't want to. Uh, I'll shout, shout you guys out real quick. Forte, how you doing, man? Hey, man. Um, ready to sell PlayStations tomorrow. Um, PlayStation. beat this Halo Infinite. PlayStation tomorrow, man. I thought you had... Oh, no, but we had a conversation. You were talking about how you were getting Xbox like... Xbox yeah, next week. 23rd. Next week. Okay, so you so you were getting like 70 plus Xbox Series X's in next week. But that's... We out here killing them. <laughs> But you're getting PlayStations in. Um, what, what PlayStations are you getting so far? How, like, how many? Uh, how many? Uh, I believe 60. Yeah, 60. 60? Just for yeah. your store alone? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it, it is the holiday. It is the... the, the, the That's you know. the second time we got that many, though. How how fast did they go? A uh, couple... Last time, they lasted to about 1, 1 p.m., like twelve thirty one p.m. We opened at ten, so three hours. I you sold sixty <laughs> playstations in three, in three hours, hours. Mm-hmm. bro. No, I just I, I look. I'm so glad I don't work retail, man. I <laughs> yeah. And tomorrow, and tomorrow, I'll be surprised if it goes longer than two hours, hour and a half for the amount that we have. Are you seeing a lot of parents, you know, picking them up because it's like you know it's December, it's, it's uh, close it's to Christmas. It's actually still a lot of um, like people that's like get like gamers that really want them. Not just you know, it's, it is the holiday, so yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if twenty to thirty percent of those still go to holiday people, right? But for the most part, it's a lot of people that just they they know this is their last opportunity to get a PlayStation get probably before... retail this year. Yeah, this year. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, like, who I, knows I... when the restock's going to be after this. Right, because like, I think it was MPD that showed that like um, for November, of course, because we don't have stats for this year yet. But in November, it was saying that uh, the sales for PlayStation 5 and, and uh, Xbox Series X are lower this year than they were last year which mm-hmm. kind of makes sense because last year you know for year over year you, that's the launch well, of, they the, got of every, the yeah, yeah so they had like maximum inventory for that you know when they first launched the system and now they're kind of struggling they try to just you know keep up with demand which probably the reason why so many people just decide to just you know what screw it i'll pick up an xbox series s why right. not right <laughs> it's, it's like yeah, i'm clearly point, not yeah. getting the one that i want right now so i'll just get this for 300 dollars while i wait for what i really really looking for but yeah um mm-hmm. but uh outside of that man you know how you been what, what games you been playing man uh nothing but well well beginning of honestly, this this week yeah actually nothing but halo honestly um I know I was talking to you about it, and it's like I get in those kind—I of, get in these kind of modes because I haven't beat Halo yet, and mm-hmm. it, I'm in this mode right now where once I start seeing an open world, I just start completing everything in a particular area. 
I, I don't know if I ever told you this this story with me, but it, it kind of goes back to like Breath of the Wild for me because um, I didn't beat Breath of the Wild like when before the DLC came out. I am one of those people like if I beat a game before all the content is out, I mean, I think me and you did talk about this, but if I beat a game before the content comes out, it's kind of hard for me to go back and play that con like to go play, you know, content that is kind of weaved into the story progression of something that you already beat. It just doesn't seem like focused enough. Mm-hmm. So for Breath of the Wild, I waited for all the DLC. I waited for the, the Ballad of Champions to come out because it was all stuff that was tied into the story. And then I went and beat the game. And that was like a good five or six months after the game came out when they finally came out with that DLC. So I was sitting there with like 120 hours on my kit on my um my playthrough and still haven't beat the game. And people say, Hey, did you beat the game? I say, No, not yet. I know how it's gonna end with you know, because all I had to do was literally just go fight Ganondorf and it would have been over, but I didn't want to do it. And it's like that with me and Halo, because like I'm at a part now where I fit like once you go in there. You can't go back into the open world until the game is officially over. Like you beat the campaign. So, so you're 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 at oh, you're close to the part where basically it, it's it's that kind of like that threshold of no return. They normally yeah. give you a actually I don't think with this it's game they like did Ma- that. But it's but, just like Mass Effect where you once you hit that once you hit that su- like once you hit like the mission before the suicide mission once they take your people you have one loyalty mission that you can do. And after that loyalty mission, you have to go and do the suicide mission if you want your people, if you still want the chance for your people to survive. Um, but you still have a choice there. Whereas this, once you... Well, they normally you tell the, you, though. They normally tell you that's the case. They don't, though. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's what I'm saying. In this game, they don't tell you that's the case, which is, is odd, because usually a game tells you, hey, look, you know, look, just make sure you've tied up all your loose ends, dotted all the I's, crossed all the T's, because once you hit say yes to this, you can't go back to anything that's left unfinished. They normally give you a warning of that. But I right. I don't recall seeing a warning of that when I was playing through. No, the game. everybody because I was trying to like I figured out how you open that bridge now. It is something that you have to trigger beforehand. But that was what kind of made me do it because I'm like, how the heck do you get to this other island? I want to get over here. I want to do these fobs. It's basically Hotel well, Juliet, let's, let's uh, November. Too, look, hold on, let's not get too deep into Halo Infinite because. What well, no, I'm just saying, that's, that's 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 that. Well, you just that's 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 where I'm at. Like, I haven't beat it yet, just because I I want to finish the open world stuff mm-hmm. beforehand. Because once I beat the game, I'm pretty much just going to be multiplayer only until either some new DLC comes out or they add some new story content, which I guess is still new DLC. But um, I'm pretty much done with the game until either the new DLC come out or they add co-op where I'll go through it with somebody else in co-op, probably in Legendary at that point. Mm. But uh, that's why I want to finish it with everything, because I don't want to go through the game again to get all that stuff all over again and play it again after that. But that's it. That's all I've been pretty much doing. My mic sounds choppy. Uh, guys, is my mic still messed up? I just disconnected or you, reconnected it. You were you were in and out for a second, but it, it kept coming back. So it does Okay, it, it may be, now. that wouldn't be Discord, at least not on my end, because uh, I'm hosting it. 
guys, just let me know if uh, if it's still bad right now. It's better. Okay, good, good, good. Sorry about that. Uh, sorry, yeah, and, and thank, thank, thank you for the feedback. Um, for myself, uh, let's see. I I've been playing a lot of different games. Um, I I, I did want to. Hey, remember how everybody was upset? And we, and we we talked we kind of talked about this last week on DPS after the the video game awards we did our little uh I did our little uh, uh after the show discussion shout out to Ramon shout out to Enrique for joining us for that right we were talking about how you know like Final Fantasy Seven remake man you know great that's coming to PC uh there are certain segments of PC gamers that don't like that it's Epic's game store exclusive as of the moment okay you know. It is what it is. Um, we all there also are some uh, <laughs> some gamers who were extremely upset with the fact that it was uh, the fact that it was um, um, seventy dollars. And Square Enix seems to be just going forward with uh, just basically like, yo, we don't care. We don't care what PC gamers say they gonna they say they're gonna play. We are all about that seventy dollars going forward for everything well guess what your boy did your boy your boy got final fantasy 7 remake on pc and i ain't spend 70 dollars for it oh green man gaming discount well no look see i checked green man gaming and i couldn't find it and i'm just like yo what's going on i I was wondering like maybe maybe like epic was trying to because let's be real weird they announced it they said it's, it's going to come out on the 16th and like you have not been able to pre-order it right. since the announcement. And then, like, literally even yesterday, you still couldn't pre-order it. Yesterday, it comes out in in mere, mere hours. Like, why? So, of course, you know, we get to today, and it's available, $69.99. And I'm just like... Hey, what? Wait, 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 hold on. It is? It's $69.99? Yes, it is. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, my God. No, no, hold on. <laughs> check, check this out. Check this out, right? Go ahead. Go ahead. So a little bit later in the day, Epic does an update on their store. They got a Christmas sale going. Okay. They're giving everybody a $10 discount. Oh, the $10 discount code. Okay. Yeah. So, so like, but now initially the way they had it set up and the way they marketed it was like, there's a $10 discount for select games. And I looked at the select games and it was, you know, some cool games in there like, you know, Red Dead 2, um, uh, you know, like GTA, a whole, like somewhat, you know, com- common games that you see. Some games that just came out a few months ago. Hey, you can get that game. You can get it. And it's, it's not just $10 off. That's it. It's $10 off every single game. So if you purchase, if you if you put three games in your cart, you're going to get $30 off. Right. Which is cool. But I didn't see Final Fantasy VII Remake on there. And so I'm sitting here just like, well, like I, I added it to my cart. I don't see anything. I'm like, what's going on? Uh, I don't see it within the sale uh, items. I'm like, man, they 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 really going to do me like that with Final Fantasy? All right, well, let, let's see what's going on. So I I I started noticing that like the website was really freaking out, and I went online on Twitter to see, and they they announced they're like, yeah, they're getting a lot more traffic than they thought they were going to get. And they're kind of struggling with that, but you know, bear with us and 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 so on and so forth, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know what? Let's see if I can add this coupon to this game, even though they their coupon seems to be strictly only for games that are within 
the, the items that are to be sold. And it's not one of those games. And it had to be at least $15 or more, which clearly this game is, right? Right. Long story short, I got the coupon on there. Initially, it gave me an error. And I was like, I'm going to keep, let's try this again. I tried it again. And it was like $10 off. But taxes came to 63 bucks. I said, sold. So I got the game. I got it for uh, uh for for sixty dollars. Uh, what I, what I want to do, I I probably uh, I don't know if they have a benchmark on it, um, testing on it on the PC version. I'm a benchmark it, and then I'm probably going to play through it again on PC for the third time. <laughs> you don't know what I'm gonna end up probably doing, bro. PC wise, now that you bring that up. Oh, uh, what the the pirate life. Oh, no, no, no. You about to go Jack Sparrow on Square Enix? No, I ain't gonna do that. Oh, okay. No, you know, did you hear? You you heard about what uh what got announced by AMD yesterday, right? No. Not that it got announced, but what got rumored leaked by them yesterday, right? No. AMD Ryzen seventy nine hundred X. 40 percent 40 uh more efficient and more powerful than the 5950x which is their top of the uh, their top of the end uh consumer processor that i have right now that i literally oh you about to take it back a month ago you about to take it back oh it don't it's hey listen i was i'm like two seconds Damn, phone ringing. I am literally almost two seconds away from ripping this out my PC, putting my 8700K in there, and um, waiting because um, they, well, well, uh, well, you can't. Well, time, 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 time. You can't. You hold on, hold on. You can't put. You can't put a, a, a Intel CPU into your PC, There's right? That's not an Intel. No. Oh no. I can. Ch- I still got my motherboard. I still got everything. Oh, okay. You was going. You, you, okay. You going to switch the motherboard? I'm about to say. I'm oh, just I, like because you just said. Back, you know, put my my 8700K CPU in there. I'm just like. Oh no no no. You how? Change the motherboard and everything. I'm have to right, 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 right. The motherboard, but I still have it. It's still sitting right here. Uh, <laughs> might be doing it, bro. I don't know. Um, they're saying Forte turning your mic up. Don't worry, I uh, I will turn Forte up. If they're saying that you are low, don't don't do anything. I I got you. Okay. All right. Uh, guys, is that is that better for Forte? Just let me know. Um, weird how how uh the audios is a bit off uh today. But anyway, uh let let's just go ahead and get into it, man. Um, as you can see here, uh, with the gameplay that's that's running, I am playing warframe for the first time in a long time this is uh running on xbox series s not the uh amazing looking warframe running on on pc the way i wanted to run because they haven't come out with the uh the the crossplay and cross progression patch yet but it is, it is what it is you know like i i uh the new war came out today i wanted to try it and uh i i, I did my stream earlier today lunchtime with slowbo on twitch and I, I tried out the gunk. Um, not for me. Not 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 for me. I'm not gonna. Oh, man, don't qualify it like that, man. Who you try it out for, then? Other than for you? 
uh, I tried it out because people was like, yo, you should try out the gunk. And I said, well... Anytime we try to make you do anything, you sit there saying, no, man, I ain't doing it. You you wanted to play the gunk so you could see what the gunk was like. Now you want to put it off on your viewers and say, it wasn't me that wanted to play the gunk. They wanted It to wasn't me. Gunk. I have never spoke yeah. highly you of the gunk. Because people ask for it. You know, I tried, I tried to, to be, I tried to be a people it. pleaser. You know, I tried uh, to please the, uh, the please the, 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 people. Does it sound like people pleasing when you make people have to spend 50,000 channel points to make you uh, play a game? Does that sound like people yeah. pleasing, sir? I can, I can, I can just choose not to ever play the game. Well, you didn't have. Well, I'm just trying to say, don't try to, don't be trying to <laughs> put this off on your viewers and your subscribers by saying, "Hey, yo, he, he, you should play the gun." No, you 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 wanted to play the gun. You wanted no, to I didn't. That's Look, all it is. Hey, hey. you didn't like it or something. Now you want. Now you want to sit there and say, "Man, that was some trash. I didn't want to play that." Wow, I, did I say it was trash? No, I, I didn't say that. I said it was not for me. Is it? I said so it was it's not for you. Yes, yeah, not so for me. A lot of you say Destiny is not for you too, and you say that's trash anyways too. Yeah. By the way, you're you're not, okay now. Your mic is very. I don't know. This might be a Discord issue. I think. I think I this might know, be maybe. Discord because like Discord is not even reading my regular mic. That's the thing. I'm like, what the world is going on with Discord? All right. Uh, maybe maybe drop out and drop back in. I don't know uh, if that will help, but uh, yeah, like it's because like you you're, you don't sound the same. You don't sound don't, sound quite right. I don't, I don't sound as crispy as I normally sound. You know, when you when you're not using a four hundred dollar mic, it makes a difference. <laughs> what kind of mic are you using? <laughs> not oh. a four hundred dollar mic. <laughs> uh, clearly. Clearly doesn't sound doesn't sound like that, that that same level of quality. Ramon is what's up? And Ramon Terrell in the chat. K Asante is in the chat. Uh, he says K, K says he's here for the slander, um, as usual. And he uh, be here for the slander because you're up here frauding right now. How am I? Yo, look, this this is the second time Man, somebody no, tried to say you, I was frauding this week. Creator. It wasn't correct the first time. It ain't it ain't correct this time either. Yeah. I played the game. People said, hey, would you try this game? I tried it. I didn't like it. Where's the fraudery? Okay. Sounds good. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, shout out to Erodimus here with the $5 Super Chat. He says, am I hearing this right slow? Don't want to play black woman protagonist game. Shaking my head. Not like this, my brother. What? Wait, wait, wait. Are you talking about the gunk? I guess that one no. character is black. How do I sound now? Uh, much better. Much, much oh, better. Yes, it's good. It's good to have the regular mic back. Let's go. All right. Um, you I'm going to turn you... I'm going to turn you back down. Turn me back down now. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is the difference between a, <laughs> a Astro A50 mic and a Sure, SM7B. That Astro mic. Well, one Astro mics are always awful, so oh, I'm yeah, not it's surprised. Three hundred dollar headset with a two dollar mic on it. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty awful. Sound way better now. Um, and Erodimus is talking about yes, that the one black protagonist, uh, that the the character with the 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 the, I guess vacuum on her hand or her arm. It look the gunk is just. It is a platformer where you are sucking up, pause, gunk, and uh, 
as well as other th- pretty much everything in the environment that can be detached from things um and you know that it was boring you sound like you really enjoyed yourself no yeah yeah uh, yeah i was i was definitely bored uh but no pass, right yes it is that's the only reason why it was tried is because it was a game pass clearly uh like um after that i did i did try um try to do warframe the new war because the expansion came out today but there's prerequisites to play the new war you gotta you gotta have a rail jack huh you gotta do a bunch of stuff that you ain't caught up on yep uh you got you have to have a rail jack you have to have um and, and a necromech i have neither of those and so I try to uh, quickly get those done, and uh, what you're seeing here is the gameplay of myself trying to get through the Railjack quest. Uh, I see why people were really upset with the Railjack, like the Warframe community, because Railjack, uh, Railjack sucks. That quest is awful, man. It, yeah. It's it's literally the same mission over and over and over again. Like you you do a mission, it's basically you go to a place and then you're waiting it out and just take it on like like waves and waves of enemies waiting for uh for staying in close proximity to a wreckage so that you could get a piece of equipment that you would attach to this uh, railjack ship that you're creating. Um, at one of the relays and then you just keep doing the same thing rinse and repeat over and over and over again until you get all the pieces it's annoying um and then what, what really irked me at the end of all of that grinding i was doing was that i had to have an argon crystal mm-hmm. that i didn't have and so like every time you install a piece you gotta have all these materials in order for it to really like actually start to get installed and i tried to do that and and i was good until that the very last piece i had to have an argon crystal and i i you know i tried i couldn't even remember where to go to get those i think it was somewhere in the void i tried to avoid mission it just like whatever it, it, it was it wasn't good it wasn't good it wasn't good i was upset um and i know what they want me to do they want me to spend platinum oh, yeah. they want yeah. me to spend money on on buying in the market a railjack and a necromech so i can go ahead and play the new war but i refuse I absolutely refuse so but that's 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 what i what i was playing just today i've been playing a whole bunch of stuff of course uh actually been playing some persona 5 royal on ps5 I've mm-hmm. uh, been playing a little bit of 13 Sentinels. I still haven't finished 13 Sentinels um, that came out last year. I'm trying to get get that done. I, I've been I've been you know di- dipping and dabbing. I beat the Halo Infinite campaign. We're going to discuss that later on. And uh, yeah, I just been I've been I've been you know playing a, a bunch of games as usual. You know you know how I do. But yeah, uh, you you all over the place, man. I'll give you that. Erodimus asked me, did I ever play Luigi's Mansion? And I I, I wonder if Erodimus knows me or not. Like, I, I kind of felt like you knew me better than this by now, Erodimus. Did I ever play a Nintendo first-party game that has come out in the past five years? The answer is no. <laughs> Absolutely not. You should have done it, though. Uh, why? It's a good game. No, it's not. Look, we we, 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 we go keep it going. Listen, I, we, you know why you 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 the person that said Animal Crossing isn't a good game. Probably. No, because you know, Animal Crossing looks like 
looks like digital digital nyquil digital nyquil that's that's what those games look like digital nyquil like how can i go to sleep as fast as possible let me put on a nintendo first people play that game i don't know they got awful taste that's that's all i can say what about zelda you didn't play zelda and mostly everybody had one-to-one on that game before it came out i'm about to you know what i'm not i'm not gonna say it I'm not going to say it. We, we're going to get to the first topic because if I if Bio I start talking story, you know, any of those games, ring a bell, Link's Awakening, Mario Kart. Everybody should play Mario Kart. You know, you know I played Mario Kart, too. You know, when I was like yeah, 15 years Switch. old, when I was like 15 years old, you know, oh <laughs> oh, so you played Mario 64. It ain't that different now than what it was then. So I don't see what the big deal is here. Uh, let, let me let's let's move on to the first topic, though. Let's get to the first topic. First topic of tonight is Splinter Cell remake. So uh, it has come out from Ubisoft that Splinter Cell is actually going to get a remake. And. There, I, I've been seeing some um, discussions among people that they they're a little upset about that. They didn't want a remake; they wanted a new Splinter Cell, like a new a continuation of the story. Uh, I'm not a big Splinter Cell I'm fan. Not, I'm not against this. You're not? Why not? No, because those. Do you know how old Splinter Cell is? Yeah, of course. Yeah, original Xbox old. Yeah, yeah right. PS2 original Xbox old. So, um. Those games are stupid. I mean, I, I get the, I get the allure of wanting a new one. Now, the caveat that would be is is Michael Ironside still doing the voice? I think he is. Because he, he's not. If he's not doing the voice, I don't want a remake. I don't want that at all. But it would be. I'd rather them go back and tighten up the mechanics and the overall aesthetic of that game from the past. Um, then keep waiting for a game that seems to be never coming. At okay. least, at, at least this generation, <laughs> in my eyes. Well, this is why. Look, I don't have confirmation that Michael Ironside is definitely voicing Sam Fisher again. But the last time they used Sam Fisher, well, excluding the mobile game that no one gives a crap about, the last time they used Sam Fisher in anything was in Ghost Recon Wildlands where they did the crossover thing where he yeah. worked with the ghost on a mission and Michael Ironside did the voice then. So that's like right. the last official time that Sam Fisher showed up in the video game. We got Michael Ironside. So I I am under the assumption that that's still going to be the way it is. Like if they're bringing it back, then it's definitely going to be Michael Ironside that's going to be a part of it. So we got uh, some details out there about it and coming from ubisoft what they said was it's going to be developed by ubisoft Tor toronto it's going to be built on the snowdrop engine which if you know what the snowdrop engine is it is the engine that was created for the division but has been used in various other games in various other ways it's going to be used for the avatar game which is also being developed by massive entertainment massive entertainment made the snowdrop engine itself so of course if they're making the avatar game it's going to be on snowdrop uh the ubisoft star wars game is also being done by massive that's going to use the snowdrop engine but it, it's extremely extremely versatile probably not as versatile as a un, like a unreal engine is but snowdrop engine has been in use with with uh mario rabbits 
It has been used for South Park, uh, uh, the fractured behold. And so like you look at like those are very, very different games from the division. But this engine has been used for those games as well. So it, it doesn't surprise me at all that Ubisoft is going to probably the, the best game engine that they have uh, that's proprietary to them for this game. Uh, do, them doing a remake is, I think, a smart idea. And here's why. Mm-hmm. It's a smart idea because there's a whole new generation of gamers out there that never played the original Splinter Cell. And they're never going to. They're just not. They, right. they, they, they're they not going back and playing a backwards compatible original Xbox game. If even if I don't even know if it's backwards compatible or not. Regardless, it doesn't matter. They're not going to play it. And so you're now going to be able to have a fresh experience for newer gamers. They're going to try this game out. And you already know, they already know that old school Splinter Cell uh, players are going to play it regardless. They may have wanted a brand new experience. All right, well, well, you know, tough cookies, you're not getting one. What you going to do, not play the game? No, you're going to play the game because you're a Splinter Cell fan. And you've been begging for a Splinter Cell game for years. So here you go. Now, I do recall, we we discussed this maybe a month ago, maybe a little bit more than a month ago. Um, I was using the same exact footage I'm using right now. Because <laughs> I don't play Splinter Cell like that. So this is Blacklist that you're seeing right now. And yeah, so... Um, we were discussing this before because there was rumors out there that they were working on the Splinter Cell, but instead of being a linear, uh, more traditional Splinter Cell experience, it was going to be an open world battle royale. And remember, we discussed that and how like that was such a dumb decision, but it was typical yeah. of Ubisoft to be making such a stupid decision. <sighs> I'm is good to know that that turns out to not be the case but also shout out to our homie asian deli who's an ex ubisoft developer and just like things that he knows based off of like working for ubisoft pretty recently is that that is exactly what it was supposed to be but considering all of the backlash they've gotten for their various uh missteps they've had over the past year with their reveals of games x defiant that ghost recon frontline is it called i can't remember whatever it is that that weird battle royale thing they're doing yeah nobody wants this stuff every time they reveal a new game and we tell them we don't want it and they go oh we'll we'll sit back and we'll figure this out and you know we'll, we'll put it back in the oven we'll we'll get it to to your liking and then they reveal some other trash that we don't want it's like it seems like finally it's clicking you know, light bulb finally turned on. Nobody wants to play these kind of games from us. So maybe we should give them what they're asking for. I don't know. But like, you know, it's, you know, shocker, right? So I, I did want to go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say it's it's interesting when um <laughs> when they say they want to listen to their, you know, listen to the players, listen to the gamers, but they don't listen to the gamers and they don't listen to the players. Right. It's all, it's all public speak it's all pr speak we're, we're listening right. we hear you that's the words that people say when they're trying to placate you we hear you yes yeah all right absolutely yeah i understand how you feel we're still doing what we're doing like it's just like that's just like they're really just trying to get you to shut up so you can just accept what's what's 
going to happen. Um, <laughs> but I do think that, like what I was saying about trying to create a game for a new audience, is is similar to something that says. So, like, I, I just pulled up the the Ubisoft article. I, should I switch this? I let me let me see if I can pull this up for. The screen, our screen here, uh, and hopefully this works correctly. Bam! It did work correctly. All right, so blow that up a little bit. Can y'all read that? Yeah, we go. So, Ooh, look at that. Let's look, go. All right, so uh, the question was asked: How are you approaching Splinter Cell as a remake? What makes it a remake and not a remaster? Also, by the way, this is coming from Ubisoft itself. Like, it, it, it's it's funny how this is a this is like set up as like an article, like like a real reporter asked them this, and these aren't just completely like you like, know softball questions. Talking, talking to themselves, basically. <laughs> exactly. Forte, Forte. How how how? Please tell us about how amazing you are at your job. Oh, sure, yeah, sure, I'm, I'm great. Yeah. Like it's just like, come on, like what is this? This is not real, a real interview. Anyway, Matt right. West, who apparently is a producer on the game, said uh, to me, a remake takes what you do in a remaster and goes a little bit further with it. Uh, uh, duh. Okay, we get that. The original Splinter Cell has a lot that was amazing and revolutionary at the time it came out. 19 years ago, the gaming public now has an even more refined palette, so I think it kind of has to be a remake as opposed to a remaster, although we're still in the very earliest stages of development. What we're trying to do is make sure the spirit of the early games remain intact in all the ways that gave early Splinter Cell its identity. So as we're building it from the ground that we're going to update it visually as well as some or the design elements to match player comfort. Mmm... That's a key word right there. This might be problematic. We might need to talk about that part as mm -hmm. well as some of the design elements to match player comfort and expectations. What does that read to you, Forte? Uh, hmm, let me read. All day, we are still very in early stages of development. What we're trying to do is make sure that the spirit of the early game means uh, stays remains intact. In all ways, they gave earlier spirit gizzards, so we are building it from the ground up. So, mm. Look wow. at the part I highlighted. I see, as well as some of the design elements to match players' comfort and expectations. Does that, okay, look. What have we seen from single-player Ubisoft games? Think about Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Think about, mm -hmm. think about those kind of games. Yeah. Don't they have XP boosters? They do. And, and the question Don't is, you have it, to pay for XP boosters? You do. But let me ask the question. They say players' comfort and expectations. So is the comfort version of that basically saying, oh, we're going to make it easy for you to be able to progress through the game, but you got to pay us to do it? And the <laughs> expectation side. So is that the comfort side of it? But the expectation side is. Um. Well, honestly, the expectation side, like, where are they getting the expectation from? Because nobody wants that. 
they don't Nobody. understand expectations, this is Ubisoft. So like, they, their idea of expectations is, is completely different from what our idea of expectations yeah, are. Yeah, this is the difference. See, they put, they put, <laughs> they tried to throw a, they tried to throw you off the scent when they put that into that sentence. Like, this reading again, they say, <laughs> as well as some of the design elements to match player comfort and expectation. So, the player, yes, they, when they say player comfort, yes, they want you to pay money in order to progress through a game if you're if you feel like it's taking you a while to do it or if you want to expedite your um your venture into that game. But the expectation side of it <laughs> is nothing to do with you. The expectation side of it is let's put this out there because we know the expectation is people aren't going to want to be want to you know draw their way through our the way that we have our game set up you know like odyssey and far cry and stuff like that and the expectation is they're gonna give us money because that's what the expectation is the ex we expect you to pay to us for you. this yeah, the expectation has nothing to do with you as a gamer because yeah. the gamer doesn't have that type of expectation but on the comfort level oh they're gonna make you super comfortable by making you spend as much money as they possibly can hey, hey check this out you remember when i was talking about how this ain't a real interview yeah a real interviewer would keyed on to this part here and said uh -huh. hey so about these different design elements to match player comfort and expectations, can you expound upon that? That's what a real interviewer would have done. But this ain't yeah. a real interview because this is coming no. from news.ubisoft.com. I'll continue. And we are going, they interviewed themselves, uh, you know, and gave themselves, you know, high fives for, for hitting layups, you know. Uh, and and we, so and, and to continue on, we are going to keep it linear like the original games, not even make it open world, uh, not not make it open world. How do we make sure that new fans are able to pick up the controller and dive right in and fall in love with the game and the world right from the get go? Uh, I, know, I guess that was a lob to Peter Handross. Uh, no, I'm already done with it because that's the part that I really wanted to talk about. So we can just go back. So. <laughs> I, I just find it hilarious that like that that whole design elements part, man, that that's the part that's going to get people. Uh, I, I think some people are going to be upset with that. We'll, we'll, but, but I mean, oh, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Um, but it's good that, hey, look, at least we're getting a, a Splinter Cell game, even though it may not. It's a remake and it may. I think probably the story wise would probably be the same story from the original Splinter Cell. Yeah just play somewhat different and hey you know maybe you'll get some special outfits that you <laughs> that you'll pay for and you know maybe maybe you'll you'll be able to unlock the entire stealth kit that 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 Sam oh, Sam Lord. would have you know just for the you know ten dollars more you know the the splinter cell uh i don't know fisher edition <laughs> well, this is the thing i feel i feel like if if we if we if Resident Evil can go back and redo all their stuff, Splinter Cell can go and do it too. Like Splinter Cell, 
Like it's not as bad. Like Resident Evil was pretty bad. You know, it was. You know, you try to go back and play those original Resident Evils. It's it's pretty bad with the take controls and stuff. And mm-hmm. so they definitely need to go back where Splinter Cell was a little bit more modern when it came out. So like you're you're showing gameplay now. It, it was it was done in the 3D age where everything was more fluent in playing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Whereas Resident Evil came off of kind of the the box art style. It was it was still three dimensional, but it was still done in boxes and stuff so yeah it's the, it plays a lot better um i just think a lot of people in general we haven't had a true stealth game like espionage stealth game in forever and i think that's what people are really really hinging on to they want to get a new experience but you got to remember we're in 2021 splinter cell that's back in 2003 when that game came out and stuff. Yeah. It still We're looks talking, good as, as far as I'm it concerned. Still, it still looks good, but another Splinter Cell, like you got to think about, you know, once again, dollars and cents. As much as we want that, dollars and cents says they should reboot the franchise, remaster the original ones because they already have the story, the story points in place. Mm-hmm bring brand new people into the franchise because it's a it's a franchise that's been pretty much dormant for a long time now get people excited for the franchise all over again and work your way back up to that brand new release now for for the people like you know that ushered in the sam fisher area that been through all five or six games for us that's like yo we don't want that we want something new we already did these experiences but for them they're like yo we we got millions of people, hundreds of millions of people that didn't even know what a splinter cell was. And we want to tap into that. Um, that this, we want to tap into that. And we're going to, this is, this is the other thing, the expectation side, they expect us, the gamers, the, the hardcores that love the original splinter cell. When we finally get a chance to see what they're cooking and how these remasters are going to look, they're expecting us to go out there and sell it to the people that haven't experienced Splinter Cell. Like, yo, this is like what I remember, but it looks way better. And we're going to make those people excited. And then we're going to get more and more people into the franchise by doing their job in marketing the game. That's the expectation that they're looking at saying, we're going to get more money off of the people that love this franchise. And then we're just going to move forward little by little, pretty much like how Resident Evil is doing, because I think a lot of people aren't realizing that Capcom literally is remastering their number one franchise of all time. And they're working their way up and they're working their way up from the bottom all the way through those original ones until they get, well, technically probably the four or five. And then they'll probably stop it. If they weren't releasing Resident Evil Village this year, I think they would have at least did a uh, reveal or trailer for for Resident Evil 4 remake, which we're going to get next year. It's it's just a given at this point. It's a given. Right, right. Um, but uh, I mean, all that said, I guess we can go ahead and, and, and finish up the topic. Do you, are are you going to get this regardless of, of what it is? Oh, absolutely. If, if it's long, like I said, as long as <laughs> as long as Sam Fisher is doing the voice, I'm there. I mean, because I'm a uh, you mean you I mean re- Michael Ironside? Yeah. You, what, what did I say? You said Sam Fisher. As long as Sam oh, Fisher yeah, is yeah. doing the voice of Sam Fisher, you're there. Yeah, as long as Sam Fisher is doing well, because Michael Ironstar <laughs> is the voice of Sam Fisher. There is no other Sam Fisher. Um, but as long as he's doing the voice, I'm absolutely there. 
Um, I didn't buy the last one. I I think I I think I own it though because I think Ubisoft gave it to us. But um, Blacklist. I yeah, I own Blacklist. I just refuse to play Blacklist because it's just I don't know. It's something about the game and and I the like gameplay. It. The gameplay for Look, what most people say I'm not is a really, really good. I'm not a stealth guy. Like, like I, I don't like these kind of games. But I played Blacklist. Uh, I got you. Blacklist, I hear you can play it how you want to play it. Yeah, you can. Yeah. You I, can, I, you can go, I went you can loud. Go loud if you want. I went real loud. Like, I mean. <laughs> oh, you went loud, loud. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't even trying to pretend like I'm not here. Look, oh. you, you know I'm coming for you. Dude, do you remember the reveal trailer? Nah, I ain't gonna lie. You remember the reveal trailer that they did where it was the one seamless cut when he was in that little town and they show him do all the different assassination moves and the one shot kills and pinging everything. Uh, you gotta, man, you, you gotta go watch. I watched that video after I saw this, like they were doing this. I went back and looked at that video. It has to be one of the best of choreographed, <laughs> parts of uh of, of like gameplay i've ever seen somebody do it, it was just incredible because that was that's what actually made me interested in blacklist but then i found out micro side wasn't doing a voice and i like kind of just lost love with it at that point but it was one of the best gameplay parts i've seen in a game if if you don't remember it you need to go check it out i don't remember it but i'm pretty sure if i saw it i would probably be like oh, okay all right but you know yeah yeah I, I i see what you mean um i haven't i haven't played uh yeah i mean like i like i said like i, I probably wasn't too pay, paying too much attention to it because i'm not too big at the stealth i only play blacklist because i i got ubisoft plus um on pc and I got access to their entire library. And I was just like, I, mm -hmm. I was seeing, I, I've seen it and seen people talk about Blacklist multiple times. And I was like, you know what? Let me just go ahead and just install it. And, you know, so that it, it, it held up pretty well on PC um, visually. And gameplay wise, I, I, had, I had fun with the two or three missions that I ended up doing. So I don't yeah. think I, when this remake comes out, I think I'll probably pass. But for those who have been waiting, for a Splinter Cell game for so long, uh, you know, I'm 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 happy for them. They're they're finally going to get uh, another Splinter Cell, even though it's not may not be exactly the one that they were uh, a continuation of the story or something that, that they were actually looking for. Um, but yeah, I'm looking at YouTube videos and I keep forgetting they removed the dislike button because every video got a hundred percent like on it. <laughs> I was, looking, I was like, "There's no way this video had a hundred percent like on it, and it does." Well, you know, that, hey, like, that, that's the goal, man. That was the goal to to protect corporations' fragile egos. That it, it, it's sad. It's sad though because part of the reason why we got the Sonic the Hedgehog movie that we got that was received so well is because of the dislike button. Mm -hmm. People dislike Bond. That initial reveal of the Sonic who looks like a monster he looks disgusting they, they dislike that thing to hell and that let these companies know and and, and be, that everyone saw that it was being disliked and everyone was talking about how bad it looked allowed you know like the company that was producing the movie to go we gotta change this because this is a guaranteed fail if we don't mm -hmm. and then and we got like a sonic that looks like sonic and it yeah. worked. And now, 
because they've taken away things that allow people to see when something is not <laughs> generally liked by the public. That's that's a, a method of letting big corporations know what we don't like and it's gone. And I don't care. I don't want to care about the fact that YouTube is saying, well, the company will still see if it's if it's the dislike. You know, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter because they so a lot of these companies know when their stuff is being disliked and they still continue to to do what they do anyway. Uh, well, what else was I about to say about that? Um, mm-hmm. I, I, well, one big thing for me because I do a lot of like. You know, you know, you, you own a house, right? Yep. You end up doing a, a lot of D, DI, uh, a DIY, yeah. a, a lot of do it yourself. I am not the best handyman. I will freely admit that. I actually, I'm, I am damn awful at fixing things, but I'm good at following instructions. Mm-hmm. I love going to YouTube to go find things. Sometimes you go to YouTube, okay. and the method that someone puts up in the video doesn't work mm-hmm. doesn't work at all a good method of determining very early on to not waste your time that a method isn't going to work you look at the, the like the dislike ratio if it's got high dislikes b- before the person even starts talking i scroll down to the comments <laughs> because i'm like why is this being disliked so much let's see why oh here's why this guy doesn't know what he's talking about oh yeah that didn't i tried that that didn't work for me actually it ruined the product oh really okay i don't need to listen to what he gotta say nor do i need to try his method because i clearly i already know it doesn't work and those are things that like take the way this like button kind of removes that ability to kind of determine ahead of time whether you're wasting your time with something or not but we can move on we can move on to uh another topic that is uh probably going to it is topic <laughs> it's probably going to be really uh interesting for uh uh our homie erodimus in the chat because he clearly uh super chatted that uh I didn't want to play uh, as a black woman protagonist in the game. <laughs> uh, Ramon, we needed to get, they need to hire you on there on the writing staff before they start talking about things. Yeah. So look, well, <laughs> I, I might end up getting copyright claim. This video might not last the night. Okay. This, this, this episode might not last the night. And here's why. So like this, I don't know why it got removed, but this is the IGN footage, the four minute footage that they put up and then subsequently took down afterwards. I don't know why they took it down. I don't know. You were were on the ball. You got this as soon as it went up. Uh, Bro, I was going to make a video. I was going to make a video breaking it down and talking about it because this is a game. Look, I made when when, when Forspoken was initially shown at a Sony, um, one of the Sony showcases. I was mm-hmm. like, man, I love that traversal. It looks, looks crazy. Like, it, it looks sick. I got I, I to I play this. And I made a video about it. Um, I like Luminous Studios. I like the Luminous engine. I, I think it's a very beautiful engine. I've seen a lot of their tech demos. I've seen how it works. A lot of like explanations on how the engine works. I think it's very next gen and forward, forward looking. I think it's it, it's great. So I've been excited for this game for a minute now. 
you know, black protagonists in the game. You know, mm-hmm. I, all right, all right, I'm all for it. Then I see this gameplay. <laughs> so there's a couple things that that we, we can discuss here. Um, I don't really. Okay, I'm gonna discuss how I feel about this gameplay. Then we can talk about some of the controversy there is with this. And 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 full disclosure, full disclosure. Yeah, we they may take this video down because if it turns out IGN wasn't supposed to expose what they exposed. <laughs> and that's why they took it down. I might get copyright claimed or copyright struck, and I might they might remove it. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see. But hopefully that wasn't the case in IGN. Just uh didn't like the backlash they got from uh some comments on on it and and that is the case. But we'll 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 see. We'll see. Anyway. Uh, I think the combat looks very. Uh, I don't like the way the combat looks. It, it actually looks very boring on combat. The traversal mm-hmm. looks great as usual. Um, the world, I think, looks really great. The character models don't match the world. So, like the the character models seem last gen, but everything else seems very like broad and sharp and private and private. Vibrant. What is a bribant? Yeah, vibrant. Yeah, vibrant. <laughs> yeah. Bribrant. Like I bribed them to make the game not look as good. <laughs> like yeah, the, the the world looks massive, which which is yeah. uh also something that you would expect from the same developers that did Final Fantasy 15. And Final Fantasy Final Fantasy 15's world looked amazing, but then the character models look way better than what we're seeing here. And I uh, that that's that's frustrating. Like this combat, like it's it's just it doesn't appeal to me. I'm I'm it, it just doesn't. Now, okay, but before we get into the controversy, before I say, have you seen this gameplay before? Which is you're watching right now. Have you no, seen I it? I didn't see. I didn't see. By the time you told me about it, the IGN, like you said, came down already. So this is the first time looking at it. Uh, it, yeah, it's. I mean, it's this is the thing though. It's kind of hard to get. <laughs> look at that, he's like a zombie running towards him with his hands in the air like that. Yo, um, that, that part was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, ah! <laughs> but um, I mean, it's I don't want to I don't want to cast a you know aspersions against it just because you know it doesn't seem like it's because there's a difference in looking at the game and watching it versus playing it yourself. Um, so the gameplay may be a little bit more tactile when you're doing it in the moment yourself and stuff but yeah it doesn't look as interesting as i thought it was like the actual like combat like this i think if they like the the parts where you see the bigger bosses and stuff like that that's where it's going to shine the most but you're not going to do that consistently throughout the game you're going to be going against the rank and file you know enemies for the most part throughout the whole game and the one thing i will say a game like god of war best game that felt like they came out last generation um even when you were fighting the normal rank and file enemies you felt the combat was like still just as good it was Mm -hmm. even better Mm -hmm. when you was fighting against the bigger bosses and everything and the set pieces were amazing but just they just moment to moment combat felt great it is, you know, it just like Halo. Halo's moment-to-moment combat when you're in fight, where you're fighting, feels really, really good. So 
how it looks and how it actually performs and plays when you're doing it we won't know that until it actually comes out but i will tell you it does seem very underwhelming just looking at you know what we're seeing on the screen because the things that they showcased at first they show like the movement they show some of the bigger the bigger um set pieces you had but now you get a chance to see the normal you know day-to-day enemies that you're going to probably be fighting and that just didn't seem interesting at all yeah and and probably i guess probably my biggest issue with the combat is that the traversal is so fast and fluid and then you get to the combat and and it's so slow and i've seen some people when i discussed this on twitter i saw some people say that no yo that's just that the the person playing the game sucks at playing the game and i'm like i mean that that might be the case that might be the case yeah but like i mean we don't know that for certain this is all that we know is what we see from the combat and what i see is a combat that see like she's she does all this fast movement to get to an area where she's fighting people and then she's fighting people and she's just kind of walking around circling a bunch of like really weird looking stiff looking zombie looking people and i'm just like Yo, this isn't this isn't really it. This isn't what I I thought I was you know going to be getting into. Now I'm still interested in the game, but so far my enthusiasm is a little less than what it was once was before. Now, I guess we can go ahead and get into the. There's nothing wrong with that either. It's it's mm-hmm. it's the game still has time to sh- you know show out and you know make you want to be more interested into it. The showcase isn't over when it comes to that. But I do think a lot of people are just it takes a lot to impress people, especially if you start out, you know, showing very fast movement in your game. You know, people are expecting that movement to be to match the they're they're expecting a combat to match the speed of the game that you're playing at when you first showcase it, because for the most part, every game you it, how fast you move is how fast the gameplay you think think of games like scarlet nexus when you're moving around you're moving combat is just fast and furious in that game and then other games that have uh real keys they have a speed to them but then when that speed is kind of broken up um it kind of just throws off the whole aesthetic of the game and stuff and mm-hmm. i i think that can be a detriment to people sticking with the games like oh i love it when it's in the open world but when you get into those bogged down um centerpieces of just moment to moment combat it's like oh my god can i just please not fight anything until i get to something better hmm yeah so, yeah yeah um i'm looking at that weird guy chase her again <laughs> this is so <laughs> funny you can't unsee it once you see it it's, yeah, it's hilarious see it is a, now see look at this this is cool like the the uh um, the, the powers are cool the powers yeah. the powers look amazing but they look so out of place like it looks it, like i guess it's supposed to be overpowered mm-hmm. overpowered but it just doesn't look at like it's in place when it comes to the things she's doing in the environment with the enemy she's doing it against. But like I said, this could just be a starting area. We don't know. There's no context to it, but, um, we also have been wrong about a lot of games in the past. You know, Guardians of the Galaxy didn't True. look good and nobody True. was interested in that. And look what happened. Right. Right. Uh, so, all right. So let, let's get into some of the, I, I hate to have to, 
I, I hate that this keeps coming up, but it is what it is. And it, it, it needs to be addressed when it does. So, like, so, like, Forte, I'll start it off like this. Forte. Yeah. The main character, name's Freya, yeah. being uh, portrayed, uh, um, motion capped or performed by, what is her name? Ella. I'm just about to look it up now because I don't, I don't want to get her name wrong. Uh, but it's, it's, it's her first name is Ella. I want to get her last name real quick. She was a, she's she was in the last the last Grey Charlie Grey. Charlie uh Charlie's Angels movie. Charlie's actually. Angels. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she she was, yeah, she did good in that movie. Um <laughs> Ella Belinska uh Belin, good god. Belinskia. Belinska. Belinska. Yeah, Belin, there we go. Belinska. Ella Belinska. Um, she is the actress uh, portraying uh, Freya, uh, Frey in this game. So, when you look at Frey, how would you describe this character? Um, she's mixed. Um, I mean, when I, I mean, you just talk about just an appearance. Yes, appearance. She's African. You can definitely tell she's African. She's African American. She's she's a minority. I mean, it mm-hmm. just comes down. She's definitely minority. Her, you know, you know. <laughs> I, I I I. It's like more of the oh man, just the. Let, 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 let me tell you. Let me tell you, know, me tell you why. I, I have I have some things. I, no, I no, no. I want to say. No, 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 no. Ahead. It's fine. It's fine because what you said was exactly what most people would say that she is a. Uh, I, I don't think she's African American. I actually think she's a black British actress. I, 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 I think she's, she's definitely mixed. Yeah, and, but but. <laughs> um, I bring this up because that the I think it was the IGN employee who said this he he described her and this is a caucasian man described her as dark-skinned huh yeah (laughs) they just didn't want to what what's wrong with just calling her african-american or just calling her black here's the wild thing he called her dark-skinned didn't he added all these other descriptors person of color black uh a black woman i'm just like why didn't you just say that you why did you like it in first of, she's not even she's a dark skinned woman huh she's <laughs> she's barely darker than i am i'm i'm considered light skin around for for black oh, people oh yeah 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 and, you're the re- you're the, you get people in trouble your complexion <laughs> stop you you're the, you're the, you're the reason that most at dark skinned african americans can't get by oh this, you know <laughs> what you, yeah, you need to stop you need to stop got, people, hey, people going to start taking that we got to give our light skinned counterparts uh, the the, the you got to give them everything they can get, man. You know, y'all light-skinned counterparts, man. You guys get everything. We don't get nothing. See, look, we're going to stop this colorism going on right now. See, this is, see, anyway, look, hey, man, you, get listen, back you on topic. To, hey, listen, you were blessed to come out as high yellow as you did, sir. No. See, no. We're we, we not going to perpetuate this stuff. No. Dark skin. No, no. Dark skin is beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Okay, and light skinnedness too. So, and and you know, let me not say this is loud because I want my wife here. Especially with green eyes. Um, um, some of the most beautiful women that I have dated in my life have been dark skinned. 
and then, you know we could we just want to you know leave that there but but is your, what, is, your, is, your, is your is your significant other lighter dark oh she's she's the same complexion as me but um the reason why the reason why i'm bringing this up is that the ign writer made a point to talk about her skin color and she's not black people would not consider her to be dark skinned at all but I'm sure a white person will look at her and be like, oh, she's dark skinned. And it's just like, I think it's problematic. And here's why. Because mm-hmm. there are actual dark skinned sisters who always feel like they never get the kind of some, some of the stuff that you were just saying, joking around, saying about me, yeah. you know, a few minutes ago, that they never get the kind of opportunities that Ella gets. That like oh, a a not. dark a darker actual dark skinned black woman wouldn't get the role that she has because that they don't fit the complexion. They don't fit the complexion of what they're looking for. Exactly, and and she's not dark skinned. You know who's dark skinned? The the actress that played opposite of uh, um. I can't remember the, the guy's name, but it's, we just talked about Sonic the Hedgehog. The, the the black woman that played his his wife. She's his wife, yeah. she's yeah, she dark skinned. Okay, she's That's gorgeous. A, she's absolutely gorgeous. That's a dark skinned woman. I don't like seeing white people using yeah. those kind of descriptors when literally everybody is darker than you. <laughs> <laughs> just well, straight up to that context you're absolutely right yeah look, look you know I, I got a story to say real quick all right I, I, I was in college one of my one of my many colleges I went to three colleges my first college and why did we from why did you go to three colleges it's a long story bro How I'm not going to you get kicked out of one oh, one oh, you actually did get kicked out <laughs> like i okay, said as the laws it's a different time after dark okay yeah look, we're not gonna get into why but so I, i'm at the school you know and uh-huh. uh, school not to be named um and it's a primarily white school and so i'm meeting a lot of different people a lot of different people are meeting a lot of other different people that they don't really hang out with this particular mm-hmm. um, um young lady uh, uh, for this particular white young lady and first time being around a lot of black people she was in our first semester she was consistently getting me light-skinned me mixed up with a very dark-skinned guy that lived in the same dorm as us she was always calling him me and me him always getting our names mixed up the way enrique gets you you and i names mixed up half the time and i'm just like i I, I never get that either and i'm like but you're looking like even when we're right beside each other and we're just like can you not tell the difference between me and him because our skin tones are like five shades apart how can you (laughs) not tell the difference and i think it's a it's something to do with and shout out the apex for for subbing to the channel i appreciate you sir shout out the apex bro um or or ma'am whoever whoever it is sir she he him they whatever whatever right 
the person's name Apex that subbed to the channel. Right, right. Because you um, know, in twenty twenty one, we got to make sure we're really political correct with the way that we thank people. They, them, he, she. We will c- cover all the pronouns. You right. You notice how everybody on their Twitter bios have he, he, uh, he, 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 she, and uh, not he, she. <laughs> what is it? He, he, what? What is they? He, him, he, him, she, them. I'm like, what's really going on here? Yeah, look. Can we just say, like, I was telling, uh, I'm going to a rant. My wife, I was talking to somebody on the phone, and the person sound, you know, you just being polite. I was talking to like Comcast, and they was helping me with my modem. And when I got off the phone, I, you know, she said, he said, well, thanks for uh, calling Comcast. You think I help you? I said, no, you've been an absolute help. She was like, okay, well, I appreciate you. You have a good holiday. I said, you too, ma'am. And my wife was like, don't say ma'am. You don't know if that's a ma'am. I was like, oh, I, I don't. I, but then again, I have her guys that sound like memes before and it's well, we, we're not gonna get into this topic we cut right there cut cut it cut it we won't we won't we won't <laughs> before well, this no, I'm just saying it's now true it's just, very it's very true we live in now so it's nothing you can really do about it it just comes down to you know doing what you need to do look look at look at look at ramon in the chat we we know we know what ramon looks like he said he he got told he looks like tupac how <laughs> How could Ramon look like Tupac? Listen, man, everybody that's bald and got a beard, look, got a like that little mustache. Oh like man, Tupac. oh yeah, everybody. Hey, look, Arada just said this sounds like a skunk cast topic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, look, I, I I think it's important to discuss it because it, I mean, look, it, it is sometimes uh, on skunk cast we we will we'll discuss topics that have nothing to do with gaming, but this this topic does have something to do with gaming because I think it is. It is part of the discussion in regards to representation and making sure that people are represented correctly and making sure that the developers as well are respecting uh, different cultures and different and different walks of life and the stories of those people. And so that kind of gets into another part of this controversy because there is a I, I don't think this was from the IGN reporter, but it may have been. But there was a line about how Ella, what she brought to the table, what she brought to uh, the role. And Mm -hmm. someone said that she brought a very, Forte, hold up. Let me, let me, let me, she brought a very hip hoppy way walk to the role. Huh? Hip hoppy. Oh Lord! Hip hoppy. I'm gonna say it multiple times. Hip hoppy. I gotta say it multiple times. I never actually heard those words said before. Hip hoppy. Yeah, that makes no sense. Like even we don't even talk like that, bro. <laughs> what, what are you talking about, bro? Look, if 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 Frey was being portrayed as any other ethnicity would she be called her her way of movement or walk be called hip hoppy no matter of fact I'm looking at the way she walks and moves now I don't see the looks like a normal person (laughs) running to me what 
Like she literally looks like a person that's running. That's it. I I would have never. This is the thing. Peep. Sometimes <laughs> keep your comments. Keep your um. Keep your statements to yourself because uh, this is just doesn't sound or look good at all. Yes. No one would know this if you didn't come out and say that. Like nobody would have been looking at it like, oh, she looks like she runs like a like a, 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 a African American or a or a, a black skin, a dark skinned person that um likes hip hop. <laughs> nobody would have ever thought that. It would have never crossed anybody's mind. They would have just like, oh look, people would have been like, oh we got we got another protagonist that is being portrayed by you know a minority and you know that's a good Good thing you know we always want more minorities to be in, in um in lead roles when it comes to games we want them in movies we want them in you know different professions when it comes to like sports teams and stuff like that we want them as many places as we can get them because that's solely under um represented inside our community mm-hmm. but if you never say any of those things about that no one would ever even thought even knew that that was the design philosophy behind your game. And now you're making your design philosophy just look stupid. It's, it's, it's frustrating to me because it always seems like we go, we take some steps forward and then immediately take some uh, uh, more steps backwards. And now, now part of me wants to say this part of me. I truly look, and I'm not letting them off the hook. Part of me, I just don't know if a lot of these executives know exactly how to talk about their their ideology around why they hire, you know, people of color for different roles. I think they I think they want to come out and say certain things but they don't want like they're they're super cautious in the things that they say because they know every little thing could be scrutinized when it comes to the way that you talk about you know the reason you're doing this and the reason you're doing that whereas when it comes to like more traditional you know like nathan drakes and stuff like that everybody you can say whatever you want to say because that's pretty much been the norm and every and there's really nothing you have to say why you went in this direction what was the design philosophy around this because it's something that we have experienced pretty much as long as video games has been around for especially in the 3d age but now that we're getting more into this diversity side of it people are trying to come out and talk about this stuff and it seems like they don't know how to do it and when they do do it it comes off like tone deaf like okay why are you why is this and now you bring more questions to the narrative than needed to be um in that narrative in the first place yeah and 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 there there's this whole talk now that like you know these these are you know luminous studios is uh, sorry luminous productions is a japanese studio it was created um out of the final fantasy team that that Mm -hmm. uh is under square enix so they're primarily japanese people who will not have a lot of exposure to black people uh the writers though are western and so some of the writers are Amy Hennick, who you're most people are aware of. Amy Hennick, uh, Uncharted used to work for series. Naughty Dog, Uncharted series, uh, did a lot of work on Uncharted 3 and Uncharted 4. Uh, also, uh, Gary Witta. And if you're not familiar with Gary Witta, Star he's, Wars, 
Yeah, start Rogue One. Rogue One. Yeah, the Rogue One story. Um, he also did uh, After Earth. Matt, the best. Yeah. Uh, he, um, but he also did the book, the Book of Eli, which I the really like, which is really good. I love the Book of Eli. Right, and so these are people who who've, who've got great credentials, but then they also don't really. Although Book of Eli it featured Denzel, but there was really nothing more. I mean, like, li- hey, look, you Den- put Denzel in a movie, ain't nobody questioning anything. Right, but look, but look, if you look at Book of Eli, there's nothing about about Denzel's character that yeah. is specific to a particular race or anything. Anybody could have played that role. You don't even don't even really And you wouldn't even have to change the script. Yeah, you could change like it's just like okay, think about like um like um not Max Payne, um Mad Max. You it you like char- certain characters you could just it can it no matter just paint a different color on the person and and it's it's still the same movie. Yeah, you know, like the book. Yeah, book. The, the character has not like the character has nothing to do with like the the with the role of that character within that movie or that story has nothing to do with like their background at all. It doesn't nothing at all. So right. like that that's kind of what what is what I've noticed with his work is that there is nothing there as well as Amy Hennig there that would say like, Oh, they really know how to take care of, uh, um, of a black woman's role. And, and I've also seen things said that Ella has a, has a a hand in the development of this or, or, or of the, the care of her character, which, you know, I'm not going to say that is the case or not. I'm also not going to say that Gary and Amy can't handle this story with care, and and but I would like to have seen some people of color on the writer, writing side of things. You, well, you know, so if you, you, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, they're, they're look, you got people like Ramon Terrell in the chat. People who've right. written books. People who who are writers. Like there are black writers out there. They just never get consulted for the kind of things that involve black people. Period. So yeah. it's just like. I would like to. I would feel better about the entire, you know, game if, like, there was a black voice in the writing team that could kind of speak to certain things, to make sure things seem authentic, to make sure things that that phrase says don't seem awkward or out of place, that kind of stuff. And I also, I'm not for those who may think, oh, you're already prejudging the game. I'm not. I'm still going to play the game. I do not know anything about the story like that. You know, from what I've seen from the dialogue, I I, I did say this. I said it seemed very CW-ish to me. <laughs> it's in the parts of the dialogue it's that CW-ish. I heard, which is not a compliment. But that which, said... Which, which version of CW? The, the Flash version? Or no. <laughs> well, look, the, Flash, the Flash is not good right now. So, yeah. Look, look. Very CW <laughs> in, in, in dialogue and in, in, in the dialogue. That kind of stuff. All I'm saying <laughs> is I, I'm not prejudging it. I will, you know, I when the game comes out, I will judge the story and its content then. And and I'll I'll definitely uh, be picking it up uh, at launch on PC. PC I think, yeah, I but, think the, the I think the one thing that people, especially like I said, I don't think you're you know putting the game in a box and saying oh, this is just terrible. It's just that there's certain things that you would like to see happen. Like when it comes to the movies, 
they do like some of the best movies they pull from experiences especially if they're doing like especially if it's something that was true to life or something like that or just experience that something that a lot of people can relate to they tend to pull from the experience of people that actually know about that stuff you know mm-hmm. especially like war movies and stuff like that they pull from you know it's it's a it's super uncomfortable than it is for people to like go back and do pearl harbor when that movie was released one of the best movies that ever released for people to be, they went out and got people to actually experience that. They they got, you know, the writing team went back and forth with people during those experiences, even knowing that was some of the most traumatic stuff and PTSD, having stuff that happened in their life, they still did it because they wanted that story to be told in a way where it actually was factual to what was going on. And we, and and this isn't nowhere near the same level as something like that. But when you're talking about a minor, a, 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 a character of color minority or anything like that, and you want that to be betrayed in your game, don't you think you want to have somebody on the writing staff that says when they're, you know, going through and writing for them, say, this is something that I think probably needs to be changed or something that we need to add to do this. I don't think this will fit good with the character. So, you know, just to have a voice in a room, not to say that it has to be the overarching voice of them saying, if it's this, if it's not this way, it can't be done. Just mm-hmm. that person needs to be in the room because if you don't know, if you don't live it, how do you know about it? Right. And that's the thing that's missing from a lot of these different roles. When people get cast for this stuff, I think it's just, they look at that person say, it's just another person and they just paint a brush over them. And that is something that kind of needs to change over the court. It doesn't need, it doesn't kind to, it needs to change for us to be better. And you know, and maybe she had a, I think she had a great experience more than likely doing this role probably was happy in uh, the fact that she was chosen to be the protagonist of this game and you know did all the the vo and did all of the different um motion capture and stuff i think she had an amazing time probably doing it but it still is something that is when you have the execs and people coming out and talking about it and they don't present it in the way that it kind of is uh, consumable to not just the wider audience, but to the audience you're kind of speaking to by bringing attention to the fact that this is a woman of color. That's where your mistake was. Cause you, you're not, you don't, you're not getting it when it comes to that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't want to, you know, slam the topic uh, any further than we already have. Uh, I, and and again, try the game out. Game looks. Oh amazing. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, like it's, it's it's definitely a cop, and I just 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 hoping that you know it. I'm hoping it's going to be more of like the it's actually uh, how I feel about the game right now. It's this bad. It's how I felt about Guardians of the Galaxy before it came out. And we know where they, we know how that went, and that turned out to actually be do a complete 180 and turn out to be a really really good game. So hopefully that that's the case with Forspoken, and that it turns out to be a really good game, and and you and know everyone enjoys what- it. And I think that's what Real Rosar, he just said, they would have been better off not saying anything about it. And that yeah. 100% is factual right there. They didn't have to say anything about why they did what they did and why they picked her as a character. 
they could just said this was the vision for the character this is something that we wanted to definitely do she fit the role very well for what we was looking for in that character and that's why we did it didn't have to say anything else and guess what we wouldn't be talking about this and it wouldn't be articles written about it talking about something that honestly should not matter it should just matter that a woman of color is in a spot that all of us want to see more people in that's all that should matter but it's more than that now yep 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 um let's okay we can move on now to uh um a topic Ooh. that uh we both of us have been kind of looking forward to speaking about <clears throat> forte man uh let's talk about some halo infinite man halo oh, infinite can halo Pain. infinite campaign so what, what talk about man what, i mean you beat the game i did i did I how beat many the hours game. did it take you i don't know i really don't know how many hours that was i'm thinking probably it was somewhere anywhere between 10 to 12 hours to beat the game Do you uh, campaign completion percent uh what do you, what do you mean by that I, it doesn't it, it tells you in there how much of the campaign you complete oh i mean look i i didn't check i honestly oh, didn't, didn't check, check. Okay. I, when i looked at when i beat the game it was less than one percent of the people who had played halo infinite had, had beat the game at that point so <laughs> it's, it's a lot of people playing it now a lot of the achievements are getting above 20 30 percent now but it's still a lot but it's still really interesting looking at some of the achievements where some people haven't even beat um haven't even done the dick site yet it's oh, like man. 15%. Yeah, but look, I also kind of feel like the achievements for the campaign are being um the people who are just playing the free multiplayer are being added into that too. Oh, they are so, because it's all the same pool. Right. And so like these are like what's being added into that percentage of people who don't even own the campaign because they didn't either don't have Game Pass or they didn't choose to buy it. They don't have Game Pass, or they didn't choose to buy it and they That's haven't true. installed That's it. True. So so like because like I remember people were talking about getting diamond achievements off of the, f the first couple of missions and it's just like well why are you getting diamond achievements off of that if someone just started playing the game and it's, it has to yeah, be I heard Brett complaining about that yeah <laughs> um so you, so I, I do kind of believe that like it's the system where they, they determine like how many people out of the pool of players have done something is is, is is i think it's including people who are strictly only just playing the multiplayer but regardless of that uh i, I thought it was a good campaign i enjoyed it um it, it's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination i don't see where people are giving tens out of tens mm -hmm. i don't understand that at all um it's not I heard you get into a fight with people about that <laughs> we ain't going we ain't going to discuss that either <laughs> um but uh you know it's um i i'll i'll, I'll talk about some things that i liked about the campaign first and then talk about some <laughs> things that i dislike so some things that i liked uh, i do i'm glad that joseph staten um, worked hard to get the uh the marines following you around as you see that yes. one marine is following me around um, I like that. I like that. You know, you can you can save them, and they're they're, they're like uh, captured, and you can release them, and then they'll fight with you and stuff like that. Like although that that's been very much a thing with Halo in the past, uh, but this is if they've expanded upon it a little bit, where these Marines will follow you all over the Halo ring. 
Yeah, they will. And as your valor gets higher, uh, more and more Marines are available at stuff like the forward operating bases and stuff like that. So it's it's I, I do like that part of it. The gunplay is the, I mean it's we, we talked about this with the multiplayer, but the gunplay is the best gunplay three for three has has developed. Cool. It's 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 definitely uh, enjoyable. It's probably it, it is not probably it is the best part of this game is the is the gameplay the the moment the moment gameplay is top notch. They three four three deserves their their uh, kudos for that. Uh, and the story the story really it's not it's not a bad story, man. Like I I think I think it's a decent story. Uh, I actually warmed up to the weapon. I didn't know how I would feel about the weapon, but I like the weapon. I do mm-hmm. not like the pilot. The pilot's annoying. <laughs> and I like uh, his designation they give him when they what, finally let you when they finally put his name up there. What? what Echo two sixteen? Yeah, Echo two sixteen. That's the he name of the name. He has a designation. Well, he he does have a name. You'll you know, he has a name. But you'll I'll find it out later. That, but yeah, you he, find it out. After yeah, that. they call him. They call him the the name of his. Uh, I think I think that was the name of the pelican that you you find him in. But mm-hmm. um, he's annoying. Like for the majority <laughs> of the story, he's he's just complaining. You understand why later on why he is the way he is, but it still doesn't change the fact that I found him annoying. It is what it yeah. is. Uh, the vehicles at times are problematic. For I the hate- actually for a lot of the time is problematic. This is probably the worst. Like the worst, as I'm saying, this is you see me struggling with the warhog. This is the, probably the worst controlling warhog in any Halo game. Um, the vehicles with this huge, you got this huge um, hail ring, and you got all this rocky terrain, and the vehicles like you, you hit a rock, and it's like you're go flying, and you can't go past like like. <laughs> The ghosts can't hover over small pebbles. It's like it, as 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 uh, I think uh, I think Eric Jackson said last night on Brap. He said like you know I hit a dandelion to go flying. It's just like what was happening here. Um, and, and as you see that I just flipped over. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just oh, the vehicle's so frustrating. Going up a mountain like that. Well, I shouldn't be going up a mountain. Look, man. Look, look. You know Halo. Mass Effect. Mass Effect One had a Mako that I could go up a mountain with. Okay. But we're not going to compare the war. This Warthog is still better than that Mako could ever be. (laughs) That Mako still sucked. It it still sucked, but this Warthog sucks too. Okay, they both suck. uh, They definitely. Yeah, the Warthog sucks. This is what. This is part where I I just got frustrated and I just just flew down the hill and somehow I made it landed on on four wheels. Anyway. Uh, I do. I like how at the Ford operating bases that you can you can just you know you can get your 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 favorite loadouts like the favorite weapons you want to roll with you want to roll with a battle a battle rifle every single time. It's pretty much what I did when I go to when I'm at a, a FOB. I make sure I I get a, another battle rifle when I can. Um, yeah. It's I do think this game was designed with co-op in mind and the fact that it does not have co-op is a major l for the game uh at the forward operating bases you will see 
four terminals where you can get weapons from. Why would that be even be necessary if you're just in the game solo or if you were just like if they were just going to have two player co-op? I think they definitely intended on four, four player co-op with this game. It's just that they were somehow for some reason not able to get that ready and implemented before launch, which is the reason another reason why I feel like this game should have been delayed. Um, but all that said, I think uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good campaign. It's the best campaign that 343 has done, but it doesn't really measure up to, say, the best campaigns uh, from previous Halo games um, like Halo 3. Halo Reach has a way better campaign, I think. Um, just like you can even say, for even for me, mostly with nostalgia, but Halo Combat Evolved. I still enjoy probably more than this one, but this is a good campaign. Uh, the boss battles are are enjoyable. I uh, I, I had I had a good time with it, you know. And I I'm I'm I played it on heroic, you know. For those who are wondering, I, I beat it on heroic. I'll I'll go do my legendary playthrough later on, but I think I think it's a good game. Uh, the issues. I, oh, before I my, one of my last good things to talk about. Oh man, the gr the grunts oh, are the hilarious, grunts, and the grunt propagandist because I just saw the propagandist hour and and he came up in my mind. That grunt, that yo, he that guy is the, is he needs uh, whoever did voice him needs a raise. That that he's hilarious. He is yeah. absolutely hilarious. Um, Rodimus, that is spam. Just go ahead and delete that, and then um. Yeah, just go ahead and delete when people are writing that in the chat, and 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 just hide the person that does it because clearly they're just like a bot or something. Um, my my issues like I talked about the vehicles not being that great. Uh, um, the open world aspect is not very fleshed out. Yeah, you you got three different. Uh, it's very much a Ubisoft ve uh, kind of open world, which is not really what you want to see from open world because Ubisoft open world is just very generic and the same stuff over and over and over again. Um, where it, in a Ubisoft game, you will go to a tower and and you'll use that tower to reveal all of the side content in the area, and then it's all the same same co side content you would see in other parts of the same map halo infinite does the same thing um which i think i wonder uh the two-thirds of the stuff that was cut out according to jason schrayer the two-thirds of the campaign that was cut out two years ago i wonder how much of that would have made this open world a bit have a bit more variety than it currently has i don't know but essentially what you have is what i'm doing right now is i'm taking a forward operating base in the, in the gameplay I'm showing right now. You take forward operating bases, you unlock them. Now they are held by the UNSC, the humans. And then when you do that, it then opens up, say, hey, we got high value targets around you. There are other uh, squads and companies uh, of UNSC soldiers that are captured. And those open up and then you can take those if you choose to. Mm -hmm. And you know, earlier in the show, you were talking about how you, you know, you see those things that you just have to, <laughs> you just have to go do that stuff, you know, like you got to go do it. And for me, I, I just kind of like there, there wasn't much to it. Now, 
like the high value targets, uh, they'll give you a little description of who they are and why they are considered the high value target, how you know infamous they are, and stuff like that. And if you Some kill them, so funny. Yeah, 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 true, very true. Um, and you'll you'll take them out, and then once you take them out, you'll get like a specialized version of one of the weapons that they carry, which is cool, which does give you somewhat of an incentive to go take them out, but it's not super necessary. Um, the, I think the the way they did the controls for the switching your utility is extremely frustrating. Uh, it's you have to hit right on a directional pad, and then you have to hit another directional and directional pad to change your your utility. In order to do that, you gotta take your your thumb off of the left thumbstick. Yep. Which means you're not moving. Controller. Oh, well, even if you okay, so look, you have a lead controller, right? I have a lead controller. If I map the right thumbstick to one of my to one of my paddles, I still need to hit something else in order like the somewhere another button on a directional pad in order oh, to change unless the you, utility unless you, yeah unless you change all your buttons to be your back buttons yeah yeah you're right you're right but but you just like it's just, it's just like that's that is it, it, i don't see how that could work like especially if you were already trying to use like for me i use I use uh, the furthest right bumper on my elite controller for melee because I, I have a habit of, of hitting um, uh, my right thumbstick while I'm shooting and it, I end up meleeing somehow in the middle of shooting and it's frustrating and ends up getting me killed sometimes um, whether I'm in multiplayer or, or not and so I switched melee to down on directional pad and then I mapped that to my bumper therefore that's how I melee. And so did I have the AI scan or whatever else actually on uh, the uh, press again, right thumbstick. And this works for me and I'm cool with that, but that would remove me having any way of mapping the entire utility to all those bumpers. And that should not be a way that you have control set up that someone has to have a $200 controller or 150 to $200 controller in order to quickly go through changing their utility. They should have had implemented some kind of weapon wheel. That's that would have been a lot better. But like the way it is right now, it's not it's not uh it's not conducive to to uh um being an easy method of switching your utility. Uh I think the grappling hook is great. I I, I think it works great. It completely changes how uh, people can can play play through a game and of you know when you're in trouble you can grapple out of the situation get away from the enemies um it's, it's awesome i i think uh i know some people felt like the other utilities weren't that useful um i tried to make a point to use as many of them as possible even when i didn't feel like like the shield i probably used the shield way more than i needed to but i used it um it, it's it's essentially i would like Whenever I use the shield, I would it was like a pre-planned attack on a certain area. I would throw the shield out and then start attacking enemies from behind it. It's uh it's it's you actually have to have make a conscious decision to use it basically. And the grab the grapple hook is cool. This the enemy sensor is I feel like so situational. It's be it's basically best used against the Sang Sangeli elites when they because they all can turn invisible on you now. Like all of them have uh, th their secondary as a uh, 
uh, with the sword and they have the cloak. And so you can use that against them. Uh, and when you shoot off the enemy's uh, scanner in the same area that they are, it will reveal them whether they're cloaked or not. So it's, uh, I think overall, it's a, it's a good campaign. I enjoyed it. I enjoy playing it. It's a, um, it's a lot of fun. And, but I, I, I still have to acknowledge that it's an incomplete game. It's the only Halo game that's ever released with no co-op. Mm-hmm. And that, that, and as much as people don't want to acknowledge that, that needs to be addressed. It's not acceptable, man. Like that to have a, a, a Halo campaign release with no co-op. Um, I've been talking a lot. Let me get your words in. I think as a campaign, if I had to put a score on it, I'd give it an eight as a campaign. I think it's that's an eight. Actually, that's actually still really good score. It is I mean, a very good score. Yeah. I think the campaign is. Okay. So let's just, just go back to what I said. Because a lot of people hear me. I, I hold no, no punches when it comes to 343 because. You know, they took one of my favorite franchises and they made it just a laughing stock over the course of the last generation, I felt. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I never really got over the whole Master Chief kerfuckle and stuff like that. Um, it's better now. and But I'm always going to give Halo the opportunity to impress me because I love Halo. So as long as 343 is working on Halo, I'm always going to give 343 a chance with it. And I always told, and I kept telling people that I think this was the last opportunity for 343 to really make Halo into something. And they, I feel like they did it. I feel like this is, this is the stepping stone to a better Halo in general, Mm -hmm. you know, the game feel the guns feel well the guns always feel good i feel like you know have they not been as great as other halo games absolutely but i think they finally hit that marriage of gameplay and gunplay at the same time um i feel like the multiplayer and single player are i think the multiplayer is still better than the single player but i do think the multiplayer can stand on its own especially as more content hits it's going to get better and better with time and and that might be one of the critiques of the of the game the fact that you know they are going with this long-term plan and you know what it would have been nice to just get a coherent beginning to end halo game before they decided to do this because a lot a lot of people basically still don't trust 343 to land the plane because as of right Mm now the plane is still in the air you know, we we're still waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I think that's going to be what they're really defined on when it comes to it. But for what they gave us, this is um, really good. It's, it's compelling. The story is actually a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Um, me like you, I didn't know how I was going to feel about the weapon. And I am truly impressed with the way that they portray her in the game. Um, shout out to Jen Taylor who does the voice for her, does it for Katana and Ka- for, and, uh, and Catherine, Catherine you know, the, the war criminal. I, I always have to yeah, say that she's a criminal. She's yeah, a war criminal. She's the one that literally <laughs> went in the, in the, in the, in the dark of night and took kids out of their homes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, you know, shout out to her for being able to distinctly do those different characters and the different mannerisms that those characters have. 
so I think that was a, a really, really good performance on her end. And as much as Master Chief doesn't talk a lot, I do feel the impact of the things he does say in this campaign. Like the things he, the, like he, he shows a bit more emotion in this game should, yeah. than he than he has more. previously. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. And, yeah. They, and they're still playing on the whole Cortana and Master Chief, you know, heartstrings. You know, every time Cortana comes up, it's more of a like uh it's like this deep, you know. Master Chief just sits there. He thinks about it for a second. He tries. They try to bring him more in line to like what the what the human emotion would be every time he sees a dead Spartan or every time he sees a fallen, you know, comrade. He sits and he, you know, you know, ponders everything that's going on. And we don't know what's going on in Ted, but this is the first time that we felt like even emotionally, just without saying words, that Chief is they humanized him a little bit more. So, yeah, yeah, he finds you find dead Spartans all over the uh, all, all, over the o- ring. all over the ring, and that's how and, you get your upgrades. Yep, you you get your upgrade uh, equipment off of uh, the the armor that they had before they died, and yeah. um, when 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 you find them, the weapon will tell you who it is, where they were, how long they've been dead, and and and. Chief, how you can tell, died. yeah, how they, they can tell Chief may have, you know, maybe may have known a few of them, but like there's a kinship with Spartans and, oh, and what they've the gone last through. One. Oh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, especially the last one that we won't spoil, <laughs> right? Right, right. <laughs> the um, last one, and he was like, he asked, Will you, will you do something? He's like, Was that them? And he, she was like, No, they're still alie He said, Okay, yeah, yeah, because he, he's. <laughs> Because there's a particular, there's a particular banished enemy that has killed, pretty much killed all of them. Even though there are Spartan hunters all over the map, some of which uh, apparently may have taken out uh, a Spartan lock. Um, I guess. Yeah. I, guess I, I mean, look, here's the thing. I, I'm, I'm not gonna say it's a spoiler because we don't really know what happened to Lock. We know that there is a. Um, a particular boss that you'll run into that has Locke's helmet. And the grunt propaganda speaker that you hear talking trash to you will uh, eventually speak about how um, how that, that particular uh, character took Locke's helmet as a trophy. and but, but there is no actual like outright statement that Locke is that Locke is dead or anything. So we don't know. We don't know. But uh, it, it is like the little things like that that I found I found interesting. And like and, and and as you said about about the chief showing a little bit more emotion than usual. Usually, usually what we get from chief is let's finish the fight. Right. I need a gun. That's it. Like these are the kind of like one liners that you get from Chief. Period. And in this one, like you know, there are some other questions in regards to how he feels about Cortana, how he feels about what's going on, how he feels about what happened in that opening cutscene, and the weapon is the weapon's curiosity kind of works because the weapon is is new to all of this. She's a new AI. She doesn't know a lot of what's happened. She was created for a specific purpose, which is to stop Cortana. And outside of that, she don't really have a lot of information. She ain't, she, when you first get her, she don't even know what the banish is. 
So for her, like she's new to the chief and she doesn't know what's going on. And so like, it's, it's a smart, like uh writing tool to have like this kind of character for newer players to the, to the series to answer, you know, common sense questions that other, other halo fans already know. That's it. I think some of the writing is a bit like, well, I'm gonna go back to my dislike of the pilot, the pilot, this dude, this, this dude is complaining. Every time you talk to him, you're going to get us killed chief. We're all going to die. You know, why, why, why all the time you get one conversation with him and then he does a complete 180. And it's just like, is that how character development is? I don't think so. You know, I'm not an award winning writer or anything, but usually when you see character growth, it's a gradual process. There are events that happen that then like, urge someone into changing who they are and how they act and maybe seeing the error and, and some of the things that they were doing or saying and then endeavoring to be better but not necessarily being perfect and being better like that's like character growth right Right. this is just like I had a talk now I'm different now I'm a different person rah rah let's go right and it's just like that's not how this works so it's like it's like so they it's like they I don't know what's going on in their narrative team if they got some people who are really good at stuff and they've been working they had specific tasks like specific things to work on they worked on the weapon and they were great with that and then like whoever was working on the pilot you know was you know brand new to this kind of stuff and didn't know what they were doing I don't know I don't know um my bad I am taking up your time go ahead man no you're good um. No, but in general, I think the game is is really good. It's compelling to the point where I don't want to put it down. Um, you know me, Destiny, through and through. And um, I literally haven't... I mean, I jumped on probably three times since this game has been on to play Destiny and um, just to do some stuff with, uh, with, with Luca and Taz. But for the most part, I'm just playing Halo. And um, like I said, my... My OCD is kicked in where I can't even complete the game until I get to this other island and do all that stuff over there because I want to I want to beat the campaign so I can get back to my Onyx grind and um, conquer that part of the game. And then I can probably move on to something else. And, and, I, and I'm going to tell you, this game has probably been the best thing that's happened for me in general because it's opened me up to just getting out of that that space where destiny was the only thing I wanted to play. It's been a while since, like I said, since pretty much got a war where, um, I took this type of extended break from playing the game as much as I have been. Mm-hmm. So this game speaks to me more than anything, because my first love has always been halo. And, um, uh, it's really nice to see the halo franchise thriving the way it needs to be thriving as of right now. Now, long term, I don't know what that means for the game because right now, um, it's still the honeymoon phase. I don't know how many people are going to still be playing, you know, Halo Infinite when it comes to like January and February. Um, I think it would be significantly less. Honestly. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a lot less because the closer we get to February, a lot of those other games are coming out. 
And um, the one thing that I know we talked about this a couple of DPSs ago, the one thing that they have to figure out and conquer is what is next? How do you bring people back? That's the one thing I will give, you know, uh, massive entertainment. Um, I'll give Gearbox. I'll give Bungie. I'll give all of these developers that work on these long lasting, these um, ever ongoing games, ending games, ongoing games mm-hmm. is they, you know, Bungie and a lot of these other people, they know how to bring you back now when they bring you back, is it compelling enough to keep you there? Now, there's only been a couple of developers that's been able to keep you there, but everybody has found a way to bring you back, and that's the thing I want to know what's going to happen with Halo Infinite. Is everybody going to just take a break until season, you know, once they get so far and they get their feel of the multiplayer, are they going to want to come back and play, you know, just to play in um, this season? Or... Are they going to wait for the next content drop or are they going to wait for season two to come back? Because I do think Halo has a very, they have a very loyal audience and the free to play is going to definitely um, enlarge that audience. But I don't think the the mass majority of people are going to stick around for the long term until that next content drop drops for the single player. I think the way that they market that, well, I think it also kind of depends it. on when is the next content drop the next for content the campaign. Drop? Because is like five and, and, months, six months, a year. And, and you know, you know, look, I, I'm, I'm highly critical of destiny as everyone knows, but one thing I will always kind of say, like I, I always give Bungie is respect for is how, they stick to they are they are, when it comes to these ongoing games they are the best at sticking to delivering something to yeah. the destiny community it may be trash content as far as i'm concerned but at least <laughs> it's content because look as a division fan we, we you know like i i was about to make that a topic tonight but i didn't want to you know be yelling I feel like people feel like i'm yelling at them <laughs> for an entire like 30 minutes but the division once again has delayed their their content drop that in it which will be to late 22 2022 which means that by the time it comes out if it actually comes out when they said it's going to come out it would have been two years since they gave any content to the division community mm-hmm. which is freaking ridiculous uh warframe the new war came out today but the new war was uh revealed two years ago was supposed to come out last year right this is the kind of stuff that you kind of get from a lot of ongoing games destiny at least gives you annual content right now that's going to be the most difficult thing to do an ongoing game with can you keep up with your roadmap can you keep up with your content schedule 343 is, is kind of, you know, remains to be seen that it, they can do that. Now, they did remove two thirds of the content in the game. So maybe they're going to like retool that 66% of the content that was cut out and, and bring it back into the game. Because this is this Halo ring, this, unlike other Halo rings that have different biomes, this is just only one, you know, rocky terrain, mountainous biome, and that's it. You know, like what about yeah. the rest of the Halo ring? Is, is that is what they're going to eventually piecemeal back in? 
again, I don't know, you know, or were we going to see some of the other characters, some of the other Spartans? Is Blue Team going to come back? Because Blue Team in the audio log is apparently off doing uh, on a different mission separate from Chief. Are they going to come back at some point? Uh, Team Osiris is kind of, if you follow the books, they're kind of disbanded. But Buck from Team Osiris, uh, Locke was definitely confirmed to be on the Halo ring. But Buck is running um, his old squad, Alpha 9 now. Um, Is Alpha 9 going to show up at some point? You know, they they are definitely prominent in the books. But what's going to happen with Tanaka and um, Kale? What's the other one's name? Tanaka, Buck, and um, yeah, I think Kale. Kale, like, yeah, like, so, like, there's what's going to happen with these characters? When are they coming back, right? You know, so, like, they have a lot to work with, but how quickly can you get the content out to actually keep people invested and keep people coming back for the game? And by the way, I think, uh, yeah, I think this Marine's about to get killed. Nope, 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 not that time. <laughs> um, you know, like, the Marines are brain dead and i i think also that's kind of like they made the marines brain dead because they didn't want them helping you too much although i have shout out to our homie taz who gave them all uh, uh yeah, no he gave them all the uh the, the, the no the beam the 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 oh, the sentinel beam the sentinel oh, you, beam you detonate you and, decimate people and, and he and he had the one the warhog that doesn't have a gun in the back so you could fit like four people back there and he just they all just sentinel beam in an entire hvt like it was crazy i was laughing because it looked hilarious but um i'm sorry that, that, that's beside the point uh when it comes to content you you have to keep people invested. Like you look at other ongoing games that are not like in this kind of genre. They're not looter shooters. They're not really like uh, uh, a Halo kind of game. But you look at stuff like Apex Legends. You look at stuff like Fortnite. They're always thinking of ways, trying to find ways to keep the content fresh for the for their community because they understand that if they don't and they rest on their laurels or they take too long to come out with content there's going to be another game that's going to come out that may take your community away from you and so you and and even though you're going to get some people who will leave anyway because they just that's just the nature of things but if they leave if they leave your game to go play other games and they feel good about what they play and they had a satisfactory experience when you do drop that content and you don't take too long, they're going to feel better about coming back because the last thing they're going to remember about your game is how much fun they had. Right. You don't want them coming back and thinking like, man, like, you know, I had fun for a while. But then, right. you know, you just, just like it. There wasn't enough to do. And there was all these bugs that never got fixed. Talking to you, Outriders. And, like, and, and you know, now that they got new content coming out, I just, like, you know, like every time I think about that game, I think about how my inventory got wiped or how my save got corrupted, which is also happening on PC for Halo Infinite right now. Right. You know, like, these are the kind of things that, like, look, if I hadn't finished the campaign yet and I go, jump into the game and I'm like near the end and I, and I see that my save save file has been corrupted bro I'm done I'm mad I'm pissed off justifiably so like you 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 deserve to be mad you know on on something like that happening and these are the kind of stuff that like 
it can kill your game if you aren't careful, especially when you're having an ongoing game and you're relying on having a ongoing community of people playing it. Microsoft is, is relying on this game, continuing to make Game Pass a attractive option. And if the game isn't doing that for you, then that's 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 this could be a failure. But uh I guess we could uh we could we could wrap it up with how our, our thoughts on it. I don't think you gave uh, you haven't finished the campaign yet. My bad, my bad. I guess I kind of did want to kind of. I'm gonna finish it tonight or tomorrow. It'll be done by tomorrow though. Okay. Um. I I I wish I you know what when you do get done, let me know so know we, can, you... we can we can discuss the ending. Because I think. You want to do that? Uh, I mean, we don't have to do it on air. I'm just talking about like you and I just talk about oh, it. We I, can I talk tomorrow about it because yeah. I'm done. I, I I do kind of feel like uh I do kind of feel like it's uh the ending is very open ended but I felt like they could have answered a few more questions than they they mm-hmm. did generally but um uh, did, did did you have any more thoughts on the the campaign No man um up until this point everything I played I will I probably will go exactly where you went at a uh, eight for the C for the campaign um very very well done so far up to this point and um as long i mean i the thing is i already know what <laughs> was pretty much ahead of me when it comes to how disappointed i'm probably going to be with how they could have finished it but i also mm-hmm. hear a lot of people talking about it's not as bad as people are saying it's like yeah it's a, it's left open and it makes you want more but i also hear people saying but that's what they're supposed to do they're supposed to leave you wanting more and wanting to come back into the world as soon as possible the question is how long are they going to make you wait for that right 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 um but yeah i, I guess that's i mean we could wrap it up uh you know halo infinite campaign is 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 uh it's just a good campaign it's got a good good multiplayer it's it's worth worth the time invested if you're the first person shooters if you if you're a halo fan you should you're, you're already playing it of course but if you of you're, course if you're thinking about jumping into it, i think it's, it's it's well worth the uh um it's well worth the the, the shot that to give it a shot or the one dollar game pass <laughs> sub to the you know the the jump in and check it out um we can move on then um the last thing i wanted to do wasn't really a topic but i guess mm-hmm. kind of since the end of the year i felt like we should just go ahead and and uh discuss it the games that we played this year it's uh you know it's the middle of december the year uh 2021 is almost you know in the books and just kind of want to talk about like the games that we played and the games that we've enjoyed the most this year and you can uh you can go ahead and start first man uh no you broke up a second what did you say you said what about the games this year i said uh just wanted to talk about the games that we've enjoyed this year the games that we played this year uh uh, how many that you've play your beat this year and then just kind of discuss uh like all your your favorite moments of the year that kind of stuff honestly for me game wise um i, I play so much destiny and the next year is going to be different but this year so much of that death's door i truly truly enjoyed uh i enjoyed that game a lot um and then halo will be the other one that will go down this year um i'm trying to think was there anything else that i play to the point where i haven't beat it but yeah nothing else really but for me 2021 man honestly it has really come down to just you know 
growing this this platform with you doing this with you has been the most enjoyable thing um you know i look forward to my thursdays doing this with you um it's i agree the one show it's the one show that i will always make sure that i am here for no matter what i will make my schedule what it needs to be to make sure i'm here with the exception of like extreme circumstances that i can't change but like outside COVID. of that i'm gonna be here all- <laughs> exactly but I'll, yeah. yeah but outside of that man it's like that's the that's the thing that you know stood out to me the most this year just growing this with you 52 weeks in the year almost at the end of it going into 2022 seeing what we're gonna do with that going in the future um but yeah next year though i'm gonna have a completely different um answer for um for you when it comes to the game front because something that i'm told myself i'm gonna do is i'm gonna start um um i'm gonna start a pin tweet at the top of my thing and a lot of people do this you know whenever they beat a game they just have like all the games that they beat um that's my goal for 2021 is to just not just play one particular game not just halo not just destiny you know get a chance to play as much stuff as possible because you know the one thing i always you know when i listen to people talk about different games and stuff on different podcasts sometimes i feel like man do they really even know what they're talking about because don't even see like they played the game right and I, there's I a whole lot of that going on right and i don't want to be that person and, and you know especially if we want people to take this show as serious it needs to do so just for the benefit of this show on top of my sanity of not being stuck in one game i feel like i come through the other side a little bit because i found a i found a way to get away for a while I don't want to sound like other people. So that's going to be my goal in 2020, uh, 2022 when it comes to that and uh, make this platform even bigger for both of us. But yeah, man, it's been great. It's been amazing. Um, everybody know where they can find me. Give me forte everywhere. YouTube, Twitter, Xbox Live, PlayStation, um, DPS on my channel. Um, matter of fact, next week is Thursday, which is Christmas is on a Friday, Saturday. So yeah, we're good next week. Um, but yeah, it's going to be uh, a good uh, time and I'm happy to do this with you, Slomo. So what about you? What is your most, you know, games that you remember the most and what stood out to you the most in 2021? Well, uh, tw- in 2020, I beat 41 games. and Yeah, you did. You beat a lot of them. <laughs> and, you know, I, I although I was like, they were all games I was interested in. The fact that I went on ahead and pushed through and beat some of them when normally I would have just quit the game because I didn't find it fun mm-hmm. was something that I chose. I made sure that for 2021, I wasn't going to do. In 2021, I wanted to make sure I played games that uh, I beat games that I was truly enjoying. And I wanted I wanted to get that enjoyment back to with with playing games. You know how like Luca... Our homie Luke used to always, uh, will always say that like Slobo plays a lot of games, but he don't like mm-hmm. any of them. And uh, I, I did have to kind of take a step back and think about like, do I really enjoy what I play? Mm-hmm. And in some cases, no, I don't. Like in some cases, I, I just like I started a game and I, 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 I beat it just because I started it. And I wanted to have another game to, to, to put on the list. And... I made a concerted effort this year to not do that. So I beat 30 games this year. But these were games that I, for the most part, I really, really enjoyed. I want to list them off because I think that uh, this list of games compared to my previous year's list of games, I think these are games that I will all recommend people play. So, Ashley, let me not say that. (laughs) 
Because <laughs> the first game on this list is not something I recommend people play. Cyberpunk 2077 mm-hmm. is the first game I beat this year. Mm-hmm. Um, it, Not exactly. Uh, very disappointing game. The story wasn't as bad as people make it out to be. It was actually a, a decent story. I'm actually doing a, a second run through of it very slowly because you know I, I i don't really have the time for it but it's uh it's 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 it just did leave, live up to the kind of expectations that yeah, a lot of people gaming media community gaming community overall everybody basically have for it uh second was ghost of tsushima loved it uh i i, I finally beat ghost of tsushima uh early this year i played through forza horizon 3 for the first time um and realized what a lot of people were saying about forza horizon 4 and 3 being almost like the same except for the seasons uh you know what yeah i can't say everything on this list this is what something i would recommend outriders i do not recommend outriders i have fun with for a little while and i probably have about a couple hundred hours or more in it on on my steam profile i need to double check but i i you know i had in-game uh outriders for all four classes and i played the hell out of it but overall when i talk about stuff like there's a game that you play and it gives leaves a bad taste in your mouth when you're done playing and they come out with additional content and you don't want to come back to it that's outriders for me uh just how they they're they're how their community manager treated the community and the devs in response to a very broken game and and things not working correctly i i, I didn't like how the lack of respect they gave people i, I didn't like how you know there, we got people like our homie lord cognito who went an entire month not even being able to log into the game and right. and, it's, and it seemed like they just didn't even want to acknowledge that he was it, it was happening like this is <laughs> the craziness um but uh, Mass Effect 1 Remastered on PS5, I have to say on PS5 because I was playing it, the game on both PS5 and PC. So I have it. I beat that both on, on both platforms. Horizon Zero Dawn on PC, which gave me a, an appreciation of Horizon. Um, uh, good night, Rodimus. Take care, bro. Um, good night, Rodimus. Uh, gave me appreciation of that story that I didn't have prior, prior to beating it. <clears throat> Gears 5. Uh, uh again on pc i beat it before on xbox i beat uh I beat it again on pc uh ratchet and clank 2016 and then ratchet and clank rift apart so i beat 2016 um and then and i beat it a week before rift apart came out and uh i enjoy both of those uh i recommend those um mass effect 2 remastered on ps5 Aerial Knights never yield. Yo, shout out to Aerial Knight. Shout out to Neil. Um, um, the uh, 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 a uh, black man, person of color, out here doing this thing. But as an indie developer, uh, it's, it's a cool game. It's a very very cool game. Um, probably has I think one of the best soundtracks in a video game to come out this year. And uh, I, I think it definitely could have been, should have been nominated for some of these, 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 uh, these award shows for best soundtrack. It's pretty good. Uh, Doki Doki Literature Club. Um, <laughs> that one is was a uh, that one kind of took me by surprise. I yeah, 
yeah okay adios was actually pretty decent scarlet nexus i really enjoyed scarlet nexus last stop was actually a shot uh surprise was pretty good i i beat 12 minutes twice it'd be 12 minutes on xbox and pc i don't think it deserved uh that my uh favorite game this year hades uh is uh uh excellent best game i played this year hades is 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 awesome i i will recommend that to any any and everybody life is strange true colors uh i think a, a return for life is strange of um after not really enjoying life is strange 2 or before the storm i did like true colors though uh psychonauts 2 is awesome play psychonauts 2 kane of bridge of spirits is good uh beat that one too I played Bioshock Infinite for the first time on PC and really, really enjoyed it. Uh, I I find it curious. So many people dislike it. I think the people who dislike it are people who are hardcore into bio, the, the, the Bioshock, original Bioshock games. And so I think that's the reason why they dislike it. Me not really caring for the original Bioshock. I enjoyed Infinite for what it was. Uh, the Dark Pictures House of Ashes, probably the best one out of the supermassive Dark Picture games. Rise of the Tomb Raider on PC. I ran through that. It was fun. Again, Guardians of the Galaxy is awesome. Play Guardians of the Galaxy. Play Guardians of the Galaxy. Let me say one more. Play Guardians of the Galaxy. They get the story better than the MCU. They get the characters better than the MCU. It's awesome. Bright Memory Infinite. Um, look, the, that game is 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 punching above its weight. It doesn't really hit all its punches though. It's it's like a three four hour experience. The the gameplay is okay. It's just way too short, way too buggy. But uh, I mean, is that that's not in Game Pass? Now that I think about it, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how how if I can say I, can, I recommend someone play that. The gunplay is all right. You know, I, I played it for a while. It's all right. Um, the Forgotten City, though. The Forgotten City is good. Play The Forgotten City. Absolutely play The Forgotten City, man. The Forgotten City is 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 so good with... Uh, it's... It's... it's the, time, the way they did the time loop in The Forgotten City is awesome. And the story's really good. I enjoyed it. Visually, not the most impressive, but it's a studio. It's a game made by like less than a dozen people, so that makes sense to me. That's it. It's an awesome game. It's just a great story. Probably one of the best stories I've dealt with this year. And before playing Halo Infinite's campaign, I ran through Titanfall two once again. Still the best first person shooter campaign to come out in the past decade, and then Halo mm-hmm. Infinite, which we talked about already. So. I, I wanted to list off those games because I think I thought it was just kind of cool to just like let people know what I played and what I enjoyed and what I recommend other people play. Uh, I, I want to do that again next year. I, you know, not hit that 41 mark, but just, you know, somewhere in the 20s and 30s of games that I beat and I really enjoyed. I'm really looking forward to next year because I feel like there's a lot of really good content coming out next year. God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West. Um, 
just a, you know a lot I'm, I'm i'm looking forward to redfall you know like there's there's a lot of stuff that's going on the horizon and 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 shoot some of the indie games that we saw at the video game awards have a nice death that's supposed to come out in march i can't wait to play that so i i think that uh we're, we got a lot to look forward to in 2022 and that is it i believe i uh again yo forte we've been having a a good time doing this show i i think we got a lot uh a growth ahead of us in the future and and it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a lot of fun uh going through that and and enjoying it with you bro um but i i think we should uh, go ahead and wrap it up uh that is dps podcast episode 64 in the books um Will we be back next week? Uh, next week is Thursday's the twenty third, so it depends on what you got going on. Yeah, we'll 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 figure it out offline. We'll let you guys know either either to Twitter or whatever else uh, um, that you you guys interact with us. Whether we'll be we'll be back next week or not, we'll let you know. But in the meantime, um, thank you guys for coming through tonight. We had a great time rocking out with y'all, and we hope you guys have a great night. Peace. Later, guys. Have a good night.